Hi, everybody. Welcome to The Right Side with Doug Billings. Thanks for watching and listening. Please remember to subscribe to our podcast on whatever your favorite platform is. We are on all of them. Please do subscribe to us. Subscribe to our YouTube channel if you're watching it because you want to see the glory, the majesty, the splendor, and the utter charisma that the program has to offer. So be sure that you subscribe to us there as well. We are on Facebook. We're on uh, Twitter, although we are enduring 14 days of Facebook jail currently uh, because of, uh, you know, because of who Facebook is and how they treat conservatives. We're on all the podcast platforms. We are on social media at Doug Billings or at the right side with Doug Billings. Search us out, please, and subscribe. For those of you who might want to sponsor the program, please reach out to me. Let me know. We're looking for you as well. Thank you. And finally, don't let your hearts be troubled. Ladies and gentlemen, with regards to Sidney Powell and the whole um legal team issue, the, the the big story that broke over the weekend. Sydney Powell's on task. She's on target. She's focused. She's going to be presenting evidence in proper and effective ways and in proper and effective venues. She is not going to be presenting evidence and facts of the case to Tucker Carlson. Tucker, I dig you, man, but chill. And she's She's implied that there perhaps may be highly elected officials. I should say officials that are elected at high levels that may be uh, under the scrutiny of her investigation. So don't let your hearts be troubled about any of that. It's all good and well. The statement came out about the clarification of roles between her and then the Rudy Giuliani-led team that's representative of President Trump. She has never taken a retainer fee from the from the campaign. Sydney's not on board as a Trump attorney, and she has never been so. So she's going to go down a different avenue and pursue um, people and systems that were responsible for the voter fraud. And President Trump, by law, can't go after and sue elected officials. That's against the law here, if you haven't uh, already heard. You need to read up on that. So uh, if you're on the right side, you don't need to worry about it. They had to make this decision. They they had to do it for strategic reasons and other reasons as well. But um, don't be frightened by any of this. It's not that they're throwing her under the bus and so forth. If she claims that she has massive evidence of, of vote switching by the Dominion and the scorecard software systems, She's going to go after those elected officials, and we're going to just see, right? We're going to see the wisdom of the words that President Trump says. Let's see what happens. There's real wisdom in those words. Let's just see what happens, everybody. We don't want to um, to fool anybody. It's an uphill battle, for sure. But I think it's one that there's a path to for President Trump, and I think it's one in which he will probably win. We will see what happens. Now, I posted all of this online over the weekend about Sidney Powell, don't be distressed, don't be frightened. She's going to be pursuing elected officials. And people went nuts. The post got a lot of attention on Twitter. He had some people out there, um, some of the uh, those that, that are and reside in the circles of the intellectually immature, saying that, what do you mean President Trump can't go after elected officials? Of course he can go after elected officials. What have you been doing for the last four years, Doug? Haven't you seen... Well, so there's a difference between Trump ranting and raving 
in a Twitter storm about elected officials and actually pursuing them for criminal activity in a court of law. And that's what I was talking about. He's going to be going out after them for those, or she is, for those things. And so he can't be associated with that. So the intellectually immature have a hard time sometimes seeing uh, beyond what their own desires are and what their own desired outcomes of any certain story might be. So there is a difference between Trump making fun of going after somebody on Twitter as opposed to what Sidney Powell is going to be doing with regards to election fraud. So let's just see what happens. But I think that there's also a, a disconnect within circles of conservative voices in this country. Last week, you'll want to check out the show I did last week with Michael Johns, the co-founder of the Tea Party movement. We both are of the opinion that within the conservative movement today, there is a vacuum of leadership. There is a lack of unity within it. We have conservatives with... Um, you know, if we want to look at this certain, this specific case of election fraud, for example, we've got hundreds of voices out there, conservative voices, and they're, they're, they're good voices and they should be heard. But we shouldn't be canceling each other out because of an ego trip. I, I think that many of those voices that are vastly more well known than, than me, among those people, virtually all of them are only in it for themselves, really, ladies and gentlemen. They're in it for their bank accounts. They're in it for their egos, for their own prestige. Um, they're in it to see how many followers they have. You know, it's ego, 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 ego. So I'll give you an example, not of a specific person, but just of an event as it relates to what I'm talking about here. A couple of weeks ago, you know, we had that massive MAGA march in Washington, D.C., which was in part to support the president and also in part to stop the steal, um, you know, the steal of the election. It was on, I think, on any scale and by any definition, we could consider it just a magnificent event. It was a big event, tens upon tens of thousands of people. And yet there were some leading conservative voices, podcasters, bloggers, TV personalities, Twitter folks who didn't want to attend that event because it wasn't their event. You, you know, really? I didn't I wasn't I wasn't part of organizing it, so I don't want to attend. Folks, this is classic egomania and we've got to stop it. On the right side, we cannot we cannot go down that road. We're at too much of a disadvantage anyway with the dirty tricks that the other side plays. We can't go down that road. Imagine conservative voices not supporting our cause, the right side cause, simply because your ego won't allow you, won't allow for it. We cannot stand for this, ladies and gentlemen. Those of us in the conservative movement, if we see or hear of a conservative voice out there who will not stand with the rest of us, we can't stand for that. It does us no good to have that person in the mix. We'll never win if we continue that way. The other side, the side which I think is truly operating under a demonic possession of socialist, Marxist, communist philosophies, they do one thing extremely well, ladies and gentlemen. They unite. 
they will circle their wagons around any one of their members to protect them, no matter how outrageous they might th- that person may have been or whatever they might have done. It's incredibly important with regards to the Senate race also in Georgia for us to unite, to circle our wagons around those two candidates down in Georgia, and for us to circle the wagons around the president, elected Republican leaders. Although I don't think they will, you've got to get in front of a microphone and a camera and begin to defend the president's right to do what he's doing, to pursue the legal voting mechanisms within this country and to count every legal vote that was cast. All of a sudden, and I understand that what they're doing, these elected Republican leaders and their silence, there's only a handful that are really out there you know, speaking on behalf of the president. I got to take my hat off to uh, Jim Jordan, Ted Cruz, Josh Hawley, just to name a few. There are a few more, but the majority of them are just silent. They're they're waiting to see what evidence Sidney Powell has before they commit one way or another. And although, of course, I understand that, but President Trump is the leader of our party. Right now, at this moment, President of the United States, Why don't more elected Republican officials come out and support him? It's mind-blowing, baffling, and infuriating all at the same time. I think that President Trump definitely has a right to endeavor to fight for the integrity of our election process, and we have a right and a duty to fight for his, his right to do so as well. I want to give you just a few constitutional reminders about what we're going through right now. Number one, never in the history of our country, never has a president been elected on what we call election day. This year, it happened to be November 3rd. Never in our republic's history has any person been elected president on that date. The electoral college elects the president, ladies and gentlemen, in a brilliant system fashioned by our founders. They meet in December and cast their votes for the president of the United States. That's how it works. It's how it's always worked. Sometimes the votes are certified, and sometimes in our history the votes have not been certified. Once they cast their votes, those votes are sealed up. One copy delivered to the president of the Senate, the other copy delivered to the National Congress, the the archives of the Library of Congress. And they are not opened until January 6th on the Senate floor in a joint session of Congress. The votes are tallied. January 6th. Okay. Then on January 20th, the president, either reelected or the new president, takes over at noon on January 20th. And by the way, there is no constitutional requirement for any sitting president to concede any election until January 20th. And no president in our history has ever failed to do that. And President Trump, should he end up losing, won't be the first. I'd also like to remind you of one or two other things. There is no constitutionally based office of president-elect. 
It doesn't exist in the Constitution. There is no power to it. There is no authority to it. The office of president-elect doesn't exist. Can't make decisions. Can't affect policy. Nothing. So all of this talk about Joe Biden being the president-elect, and every time people say that, um, I get it. We've we've always called people president-elect when we're certain they are. No one in this country, no matter what side you are on, can be absolutely certain that Joe Biden is the president-elect. There's too much possibility of fraud out there for anybody with any intellectual maturity to begin to say, oh, yeah, I'm certain of it. He is. We just don't know. Now, I think also what we have to do is take a deep breath. Let the process play out because our side, our our side needs to circle the wagons around this issue, the issue of voter fraud, the president himself, President Trump. We need to surround him and envelop him in prayer and support, physical support, verbal support, prayerful support. Because the other side is much better at this than we are. They circle their wagons really well. And their elected officials show up to talk to them. Not one elected official at the MAGA rally in Washington a couple of weeks ago. Not one elected Republican officials gathered. In my, in you know, if I'm wrong, correct me. But we have so many never-Trumpers out there. So many rhinos. And remember, Rush Limbaugh actually says it best, at the core of the entire never-Trumper movement and that mindset is jealousy. These people are jealous of President Trump. Absolutely jealous. But I'm going to add a little bit to Russia's uh, reason for their never-Trumper mentality. That's that they hate the guy. They hate Trump because of his massive list of accomplishments. Trump has rendered the never-Trumpers as irrelevant and useless and not worth a darn with regards to any kind of political donation capacity. So they're sitting on the sidelines wondering what the heck they're going to do because they're irrelevant because of the job, the incredible job that President Trump has done. You want one example? There's many. There's hundreds of them. I'll give you one. Look to the Middle East. None of the rhinos. None of the never-Trumpers have been able to do what President Trump has done in the Middle East. He's completely reset the way that we approach that part of the world, and the world in general, for that matter. He took the United Nations and NATO to task on paying their fair share, doing what they were chartered to do, and stopped taking advantage of the United States. The Middle East is flourishing in the peace process right now specifically because of President Trump. You want another one? Look to Russia. During the Obama regime, Russia was actively pursuing and taking over parts of sovereign countries. The Ukraine, for example. The Obama administration was a complete disaster in foreign affairs. But since Trump took over, you haven't heard one or seen one ounce of aggression from Russia towards anybody. 
Israel already three deals with Arab nations. And just yesterday, the Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu met with the Saudi Arabia king. The first time such a meeting between Israel and Saudi Arabia has ever taken place. Directly related to President Trump's influence upon the region and the cascading effect that peace treaties have. Another example, let's look at terrorism. Most of the ISIS terrorists, most of the Iran terrorists that have so long hunted, harmed, and caused war of Americans and our allies are now dead because President Trump means business and what he says he means and what he means he does. So all of us on the right side, the conservative side, we we need to unite. We need to unite in our, our messaging. We need to unite in, in support of the president. Elected officials, yes, but us as well. Us that are on podcasts. Us that, that are on Twitter, social media, those of us that take this seriously. I don't think our elected leadership is going to be the ones who muster any real meaningful support for the president. This is an appeal, an, an appeal to them to do it, but I don't hold out a lot of great hope for that because, again, evidence of the obvious should be sufficient. They haven't done that in the past So why would I expect that to necessarily change now? But I'm appealing to all of you elected Republican officials. Your public is demanding it. And we will remember the Ben Sasses of the world. We will remember you, sir. So it's up to us. We, the people, ladies and gentlemen, we've got to take the lead. We have to show our elected officials what we expect, what we want, what we demand from them by virtue of our own actions. Conservative voices have got to unite in this. So join our cause. Subscribe to this show as a start on all major podcasts, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, CloudHub, Parler. Find us. Find us, ladies and gentlemen, and unite behind us. We will, we have to, circle the wagons and protect, speak up for, and defend President Trump and his right to do exactly what he's doing. And at the end of the day, we'll just see what happens. We will see what happens. And also, as I continually remind you on almost every show, don't forget that you have a pack of blessings on your back, that no matter how dark it may seem at this moment, the tide of the new Democratic Socialist Communist Party may seem inevitable, but it's not necessarily so. Let's see what happens. We know that there's no way in God's green earth that more than half of this country voted for Joe Biden, where hundreds upon hundreds of thousands of votes appear for him alone, but no other Democrat, no other Democrat down ticket. It it doesn't make any sense. Evidence of the obvious, again, is sufficient. So hold on to our faith. And again, worst case scenario, if this doesn't turn out the way we want it right now, we will not give up. We will not yield. We are not going to riot. We're not going to burn anything down or topple any statues. 
We will make a grassroots movement come alive again, much like my friend Michael Johns did in 2008 with the Tea Party movement. We'll find some avenue to make sure that that happens. The grassroots will rise up. But before we get to any sense of panic or dis, you know, any any sense of loss here, let's just see what happens. Let's see if Sidney Powell brings forth the evidence that she claims she has, and let's see if it's in fact biblical. And in the meantime, support each other. Share the programs that you see and that you like. Share the people whose messages resound with you and that you think they need to be heard. Share them. It doesn't matter if they're 15 minutes, 5 minutes, or 30 minutes. If it's a good message, share it. Conservatives need to begin to circle the wagons. This is how we unite. This is how we become one voice, by sharing messages like this one. But don't forget the blessings that you have in all of this. That's my point. We have abundant blessings in this country, and you do too individually. There's a pack of blessings on your back. Look for it. Take inventory of those blessings. And you'll begin to become grateful. And grateful people are the happiest people on the face of the planet, ladies and gentlemen. Subscribe to our program everywhere we are out there and all the podcast platforms. If you want to sponsor the program or know someone who could or would, please have them reach out to us. God bless you, ladies and gentlemen. God bless President Trump and God bless the United States of America. We'll see you again right here on the right side with Doug Billings. Cheers. (laughs) 